Hey, so we're on a new Wi-Fi. <laughs> and a paper parking. And parking has been paid. We have a guest host if you're just joining. Wait, I think they saw that though, right? No, because it's a new, it restarts new. Oh, so so this is Eric. Eric is a event manager, producer, events coordinator extraordinaire here in the District of Columbia. Uh, so we're excited to have him here. This has been one heck of a day to get this thing started. Hello, friends. We're so excited. The Wi-Fi looks like it's popping better than it was before. I'm not even sure what was going on. Krishan, I am so sorry. She's one of my very favorite people. Yes, this looks much better because I'm seeing more people uh, being able to access us. I don't know what what was happening. Satan was Satan was busy. He was very busy. It was well in a slap, but we are here, and I hope this works with Krishan uh, and love for. There you go, oh my God. <laughs> Did I say she looks amazing? Oh my God! Look you are hilarious. Hello. It's locked in now yeah. in the memory. How that's beautiful! Like, that's, how, that's how Stevie Wonder be staying. You know. <laughs> hello, hello! Yay! We got some people on, so that's good. Hello, everyone. Yes, yes. <laughs> the internet has brought us all together again. Oh my God. <laughs> Say, I text her, took five minutes. I mean, she's, you know, she's responsive. <laughs> Go figure. Right. Go figure. Right. right. I went somewhere had a connection to Beyonce because it wasn't me. Oh, Krishan. <laughs> I'm so happy to see you. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone out there. I haven't been live in a long time, so I see some Love Corkscrew fans out there as well. Hello, everyone. Oh, somebody from my high school, from Donna's Grove South. Hello. Hello. Chicago, and I am in a ghost 
what the heck is a negociant? I am a winemaker, so I finish all the wines. I've been in the business over 25 years, own Love Corkscrew going on nine years to date. And Love Corkscrew has sold a lot of places, a lot of places around the country. We're about 18 states now. But predominantly big back sto- big box stores like Walmart, Target, Total Wines and More, uh, gosh, just to name a few, Jules, Benny's, the, every little bit of everywhere. So hello to everyone. <laughs> yes. Okay. And you know about that. Okay. If you're not from Chicago, right? You're not from Washington. You don't know about Benny's. Okay. So, but Benny's. Okay. You're Benny's. in Benny's. Like that's a staple. Benny's. Like, yes. Yes. And for those of you, I think more people know more about like Total Wines and more and things. So you guys know more of Total Wines or Publix or things like that. It's more just think of like a Total Wines, but it's Chicago true and true. And it's the spot to to have wine. Um, And it's it's just a a Chicago staple. (laughs) It it is. Every time I come home, I'm like, I have to go to Benny's and get my wine, get my, my liqueur. Uh, yes. And I see you there, and I'm just so excited because, like, it's not easy to get into Benny's, and like, no. the whole process you went through to even get there. Like, I salute you being Chicago and in Chicago, like, a big brand. Like, amazing to you, sis. So, congratulations on that. Thank you. And I have to say, I am the first the first African American woman to ever go national of the entire Midwest. So this has been a fight. It's still a fight, a journey, um, but yet an amazing experience. And to break these glass ceilings, uh, that's what I'm here to do. Wow, that's amazing. Okay. Now, you're like a pro, been doing this whole wine and spirits industry longer than I have. So I know you probably have some questions, too. So I'm going to... Let you let you ask the question because I know from Sean and I got a lot of questions. Myself. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> not, I'm, I'm not gonna be like Taylor Swift and Kanye right here, but I just uh, I, I think it'll be interesting to hear about where like where your starting point is as a as a as a winemaker as a negotiator. Do you have you know uh, an idea in your palette that you're trying to bring to life? Are you dealing with the the resources you have in front of you and trying to like? figure out what the, the best uh, decisions you can make to get, you know, the, the, that magic in the glass? Like, how, how what's your process? A great question. Um, I'm definitely a lot more grassroots. Uh, I am an older generation, Generation Xer. So when I came up in the wine world, it was very sales-oriented, very grassroots. Um, I came from a sales and marketing background out of college. So it was always high-end retail and fashion. And for me, it was being able to talk to anybody. You know, when you're in that world, literally anybody um, from any background I was dealing with when I was dealing in fashion. So even as a kid, I knew I could talk to everybody. And I love talking to people, period. So it was definitely more communications and sales and marketing at the beginning. But then it transitioned to owning an uh, art gallery. I owned an art gallery uh, early 2000s. And I wrote the wine list. And we won Chicago's Best for the Best wine list. So I knew I had a knack for this and it transitioned to getting into liquor sales, wine and liquor sales. And I had one of the largest territories in Illinois. And what I learned from that is people wanted to support small batch. They wanted to support boutique wines, wines that they couldn't find everywhere. And they also wanted to just do something different. They were sick of the same things that were out, you know, the barefoots of the world. They were sick of it. So I said, all right, 
I'm going to take my experience of owning a, an art bar uh, and that side of it being the ownership side um, and having a four walls. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take my sales skills and my people skills, and it just all came together. Now, mind you, this is a short story. Um, it's definitely a much more intricate story of being a comeback kid, losing everything, and coming back in an industry that didn't look like me. But it was a lot of work. It took years. And when I created the varietals, I was thinking about everyone else. Love Corkscrew is for you. Love Corkscrew is for everyone. And it was, what can I create in enough varietals that are going to speak to as many people as I possibly can. Now, wine is subjective. So not everyone's gonna like everything and that's okay. That's not insulting to me. I made something for everyone from dry lovers to sweet lovers to semi-sweet to semi-dry. And I hit the ground running. I was lucky to utilize my skills, sales skills to get into large stores from the very beginning. Uh, God is good. And uh, I just took off since then and it's been a long time, but a million bottles sold to date. Wow. Yeah. Whoa, a million, wait, a million bottles sold? Yeah, one million bottles sold. And this is the crazy thing. I've been saying that for like the last year, so it's way more than wow. that. <laughs> but wow. it just it just rolls <clears throat> off my tongue, a million dollars. Well, you know, bottles. last year was a COVID year, so that didn't really count. So, yeah. <laughs> so congratulations on a million Fair. bottles sold. <laughs> yeah, like, I just Thank think you. of like what a million bottles, like, That's a lot of wine. Too. That's a yeah. lot of wine. <laughs> Woo! I know. I know personally. I have probably about thirty of them bottles. <laughs> you are a so large like, percentage. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Because uh, good times. <laughs> My pleasure. My pleasure. Okay. So the name Love Corkscrew. I know we talked about this when we we first met, and I mean, you know, I was like, honey. I love it. And my yes. mind wonders. Of course. As it should. <laughs> as it should. It's wine. So my mind was like, hey. That's okay. That's okay. So like, <laughs> how, how did you come up with this? Love Corkscrew. And it was so funny because it's so simple because, yes, the name is brilliant. And it was simply talking to a friend. And we were just trying to figure out what to call this wine brand. And it actually was during a time where I was creating a blog and a radio show. So the wine bottles itself hadn't even been created yet. Um, so it was my expression of losing everything, um, which was my art gallery and bar, and really telling that in a fun way, because people were still asking me, Krishan, you always know the coolest wine to buy or the hottest nightclub to go to. And I always was in the know. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm sick of everybody bugging me because I'm in this dark place. I just lost it all. So I'm like, what am I going to do? I said, all right, my release is going to be writing, even though I'm a horrible writer. And I said, my blog is going to be called Love Cork Screw. The love section was all the funny things that would happen as women owning a bar when people thought I was a bartender. They didn't know I was the owner. Um, so the funny things that would happen as single women owning a bar. And then the cork section was my varietal picks and restaurant picks. And the screw section was a wild card talking about pop culture. So it turned from a blog to a radio show. And then when I came out with uh, the wine, I was like, what the heck am I going to call the wine? Like, I literally sat and thought about it. I'm like, what the? Mm. I'm like, oh, my God. I woke up one morning. I'm like, duh, love, cork, screw. 
trust I trade named that name and it took me three years but I did it right away because I'm like nobody can touch this name because <laughs> it's too good it's too good and to this day people are like oh my god they love it <laughs> no it's an amazing name I mean and like I definitely would have never thought that that's how you came up with it uh, I thought a lot it was of like people. how you came how your night went <laughs> And plenty of people say that I had one lady walk up to me and I was, this was like a high end restaurant and she comes up to me. She's like, okay, there's been a lot of love cork and screw when I drink your wine. <laughs> and I just laughed. I was like, yes. I mean, it was perfect. It was perfect. I mean, I've been in the weirdest places and people, hey, Gio, I see Gio out there. I've been in the weirdest places and people have just come up and chuckled and just had a ball uh, with the name, just saying it. And I have to tell you one more quick story. I was at one, and you might know uh, this festival called the Chosen Few, mm -hmm. big house festival that happens in Chicago. For those of you that aren't from Chicago, it's like hundreds of thousands of people that come to this house music festival. It is and the best festival the in Chicago. best festival in Chicago, hands down. So I was sponsoring it one year. This is years ago. I was one of the sponsors. The wine was being poured in the VIP section. It was just unbelievable, right? And because I was a sponsor, the DJ had my name as a list of things, you know, names to say. And it was so funny, he was saying all of like the multi-million dollar companies and he was naming them. When he got to Love Corkscrew, he's like, wait. And just imagine on the microphone to hundreds of thousands of people. He kept saying, Love Corkscrew? And he just kept saying it over, I'm like, you know what? This is the best advertising ever. Because <laughs> he was like, I mean, do it. I loved it. I loved it. I sold a lot of bottles that day. <laughs> I bet because people were like, wait a minute. <laughs> it was do, awesome. Do it we awesome. do is this an actionable thing? Like how how does this happen? Okay. Yes. <laughs> no. You, right. It is actionable. Like you are telling yeah. people it you was were giving people something to do. It, it is a great. lot. It is it's a, a lot. lot of amazingness. <laughs> Here for all of it. <laughs> things we need more of in the world. Exactly. Right? Love, pork, and screw. We all need more. We all need more of all of that. <laughs> yes, but it seems like birth out of your, you know, unfortunate situation came something, you know, even more amazing. And you know how sometimes people say, like, you know, we, we think in our darkest moments, you know, some light comes and it's cliche when you hear it. But, like, this is a testimony right here. Like, you lost a lot, you know, as you perceived you lost a lot of where you were in that moment right but like even greater came like could you really perceive or think that this would be your reality today like did you really think that this was where your life was going to go never and when I say I lost everything I had no money I was about two days from getting kicked out of my condo I had lost my property I'm all tied to an SBA loan. So when I say I lost everything, no, I really lost everything. And it was a moment of, again, me being in that dark place and saying to myself, you know what, but my heart is still beating. And if my heart's still beating, I have a purpose. And it was this craziness of, I was an entrepreneur already. And then I said to myself, I need to think of something else. Like, I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Like, how in the world am I going to go from one entrepreneurship, you know, situation that crashed 
um, to another. And it was, again, my heart beating and my realization that I was inspiring people already um, through just my journey and my transparency. So that made me, to, made me pick, up, pick myself up and say, you know what? Nobody cares about how you're feeling. You know, me, me just sitting in this bed right now, my friends may call and say, oh, Krishan, but what? They're still going to go to the movies the next day. They're still going to hang with their, their partner the next day. They're not crying because I'm crying. So I said, get out of your own head, get up and be you. And, and that's what I did. And just a few years later, and actually I lost everything in 2009, 2014 Love Cork Shoe was created. That's a quick turnaround, like, if you really think about it, like... Especially for wine. Yeah. Especially for wine. Like, people take years, decades to, to rebound and to get back in their steps. And, like, for you, it was a matter of just, like, a quick pivot. So, like, that's was, amazing to hear your story. Energy, I, I know going through it probably didn't feel like a quick pivot. No, it didn't. It didn't feel like a quick thing. But, you know, I, I always tell people it's your energy, and it's really realizing what you're great at, and you may not know it. Um, I use this, this analogy of um, your passion follows you. You can't follow mm -hmm. your passion. Absolutely. So there's so many great things that you're good at or great at, and you don't know and you don't pay attention. But if you just ask the people around you, they're like, yeah. You're great at that, or you're great at this, and you don't even right. know it. So it was really me opening up my heart, um, and again, realizing that my heart's still beating. So I'm like, oh, okay, Krishan, take in what is happening here. People are still asking you about wine. People still asking you about restaurants. People still want to hear you speak. People still want to, to invite you to parties because you're the one laughing. So I'm like, Got it. So it just all started coming together. And my tribe ended up being some of the most amazing professionals. And I would have never have known because I was just good to them. At my bar, I was cheers. So I was just good to them. Didn't know what they did. And one ended up being a lawyer. One worked for the city of Chicago. One was an amazing doctor. Like it was boom, boom, boom. And they all said, one was an athlete. And they all said, when I was ready, they're like, we're here, Krishan. Take, my, take our money. Take it. We trust you. We believe you. And so it was just opening up my heart and energy and everyone around me, amazing people, amazing people. So yeah, I, I think every, every dream that dies turns into a, a guardian angel. And, and so when your dream died, which I'm sure you weren't thinking about the, the end, like we, ne we never tend to really do. Um, and we know that that was a not the prettiest period how did that guardian angel guide you from that dream dying and what you went through at that stage to the next thing which you couldn't even have imagined at that point knowing it wasn't about me i think we we all get so stuck in our heads and we all become narcissists sometimes that we think it's all about us so when you realize that your purpose could be actually to teach someone else um, I always say if I can affect one person to follow my follow their dreams, then I've done my job. Um, and once we realize that and realize it's not all about us, not every bad thing that happens to you was because of you um, yeah. or, or is supposed to affect you. Maybe it's teaching a lesson to someone else. So, again, it was me just opening up my mind, my heart and breathing. And each morning, OK, I'm alive still. All right. How about let me do what let me live in my purpose. Let me do exactly what, what, what I'm supposed to do, and that's be with people. 
Let's talk to people. Let's inspire others. And it came together. Now, again, I'm telling the short story, um, but it was the a true Hollywood of, version. Right, right. This is the Hollywood version. <laughs> Uh, because there was holes in my pants some days where I'm like, okay, I can't afford to buy anything else. Um, there was me driving hours to go talk to the vineyard owners and saying, please, please, please. Um, it's not like you can just create a custom brush, a, um, a custom blend out of the blue. Not like, hey, can I do a custom crush? Yeah, right. Good luck. Um, it was really me convincing um, these multimillionaires that I can outsell them in their own wine and, and, and finish their wine. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. So it was a lot of hard work. It was grueling. And to this day, it still is. You know, I always say I haven't made it yet. A million million bottles isn't enough. I got a long way to go. I'm not crying. You got a long way to drink. I'm not crying. <laughs> My God. Like, oh, trust. I make people cry all the accepted. time. Yes. <laughs> No, but like, you're one of those people where you meet, like you just, you just want to be in your company. Cause I know when I met you, I was just like, I mean, yes. Okay. You're a Chicago woman. Like I, I clearly <laughs> near and dear to my heart. Cause you're, you're like home, but like, you know, we've had other experiences too, you know, and you've met me in a different realm and your energy is always consistent and it just, is so rare to see and you are who you are and there's a lot of people <laughs> in the world who are not like that like like you I know you here but you go here and you're like a whole different vibe and i'm like wait who, who let me tell now? you so i'm glad you said that because you know it, i used to have a i used to struggle with that right um because growing up in a different environment um you know growing up in the burbs talking different than some people talk um being in different environments we were one of the first black families in the area i lived um so really being able to be resilient through a lot of situations i had older parents than most i mean i can name several things that happened in my childhood that i said to myself i am who i am I'm not gonna change my voice, my tone. I'm always going to be honest, no matter what, not everyone's gonna like you. But I said to myself, but for the ones that don't like me, name one thing I ever did to you. Yep. And if you can't do that, then you just don't like me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. So I think what we try to do sometimes is change who we are, try to change who we are for that moment, but it's not, honest it's not genuine and that's always going to show through so if you remain exactly who you are and you grow um in yourself within yourself not grow to change grow to be a better you those people that are supposed to be in your life will be there those great things that are supposed to have happen to you will happen and you just seriously have to be patient and always be you. So I will always be transparent. There will be people that absolutely freaking adore me. And there's people who can't stand me. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I am who I am. I am honest. I am transparent. And I can sleep at night. That's huge. There's a lot of people who cannot sleep at night because they, they don't know who they are. And, like, you are just living your life. I hate to quote Jill Scott, but you are living like you golden, honey. <laughs> yes. It's who I am. Too old. I ain't changing. <laughs> it's exactly who I am. You could try for one second, and then you're going to go back to like, God, dog it. I'm just who I am. Like, my brother calls me Yvette. I'm Yvette. I'm who I am. <laughs> but I will always be honest. I will always help you. If I can help you, 
and you've reached out to me, I, I promise I will always do what I can. I will always do what I can. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so we got to talk about the wine. Okay. And, and also, like, you're a luxury brand. So there's, like, more than just wine. Like, you have, can, you have like, a whole series of things. But, like, you know, I'm here for the liquor. You know how it is. Yeah. Alcohol content. Um, Love it. So let's get into the wines. How yep. many types, varietals, all these things do you have? And, like, how did you come up with all of these? And, like, what's the inspiration? What is so, your motivation? Gosh, sometimes I have to count how many I have now. So I have, I'm looking at a, a sheet that I have a little oh, you card. I have eight now. I have eight. I'm literally at my desk, so excuse the mess. Like, this is where I live. This is where all the magic happens. Uh, but I have eight varietals currently under Love Corkscrew. And it was, and people always ask, let me start with this. People always say, well, why didn't you create this one? Or why don't you have a Moscato? Or why don't you have a Chardonnay? You know how many varietals out there in this world? I did as many as I can. My, my friend told me to call me the Snapple of wines, okay? So I'm doing the best <laughs> I can. But I said to myself, I wanted to create varietals that if you like this one, more than likely you'll like that one, if that makes sense. So I wanted to do the, the perfect mix of dry, sweet, semi-sweet, semi-dry, effervescent, and one with a little sparkling. So I did that on purpose. So... It was really created out of trying to speak to you, you as consumers, you as wine novice, or you as wine enthusiasts, to say to myself, okay, look, I've been in this industry a long time. Not everyone can pronounce Bordeaux, Chianti, and Chenin, Blanc, and Vonier. Could care less. I can't. A lot I of people can't don't. Breathe that. That's okay. That's okay. This is a $130 billion industry. Not everyone can pronounce that, and that's okay. And I used to watch people go down, down the wine aisle, and I would see how confused they were. They weren't sure what to buy, and they're looking, and they're like, I, I don't know. And then when they pick up um, a Riesling or a Pinot Grigio, they have one taste in their mind of they, what they think it's going to be, and it could absolutely not be that based on the region. So I said, I know what I'm going to do. So you don't have to remember, oh, that was Love Corkscrew Riesling, or that was Love Corkscrew's Pinot Grigio. You're going to remember Good Times, Good Friends. You're going to remember Head Over Heels. You're going to remember we're moving on up from the Jeffersons. So everything was a mood. I wanted to create a mood. I wanted to create something that everyone would laugh at or enjoy or create their experience off of. Like my Cabernet Sauvignon, we're moving on up. I sell that more for people who get new homes job promotions, head over heels, I can't keep on the shelf on Valentine's Day. You know, like, so it's all these um, just thoughts of these great double entendres and you create the mood based on how you feel, what you think about it. We go high, I thought of that as Michelle Obama, but other people think of that as something that's legal in several states right now. <laughs> so, whatever you want, whatever your mood is, whatever you want. And that's why I want, I want it to be fun. It doesn't always have to be so serious and snobbish. I can drink the best wines with the best of them, but I also can just have a great bottle that's $9.99 or $10.99 in, in my, uh, my wine uh, closet. So it's just, I want it to have fun and it's a great wine. Don't get me wrong. None of my wines are anything under 86 points. Thank you. Uh, but it's really been uh, fun just to, create something fun that's what i wanted to do enjoy it drink it don't overthink it i'm here for that i know you're about to say something absolutely i mean <laughs> I, uh, so 
talk talk about blending a little bit and like sure. because I know that's your you know that that's kind of the sweet spot where you get to have like your your, your most fun. Yes, yes, yes. So for people that don't know exactly what a negociant is, so I do all wine finishing. What does that mean? So the time of harvest, from the time the grapes are picked to the time the juice is in the bottle. Let's see, I have a bottle. I have not that many bottles here. I have a few. But for instance, I'm going to talk, oh, my number one, one of my number one sellers I'm going to talk about, which is Head Over Heels, uh, which is yes. a Riesling. So when I was thinking about a Riesling, I wanted one to be semi-sweet. Uh, there's a lot of times the reasons tend to either be dry or sweet, but nothing in between. So when it comes to wine finishing, again, harvest happens. I decide exactly where I'm going to source my grapes from, where I source. is going to create a different flavor profile, right? So I decide where I want to source from. We go into production. When we're going into the fermentation process um, or the maceration process without getting too technical, I decide what the final flavor will be, whether it be the residual sugar, where it be the balance between the acid and the sugar. So I'm the chemist, if you will. I'm the one who works directly with the winemaker to say, this is how I want it. So we go through several sugar trials. Um, we go through deciding when we're going to pick the grapes. And this particular one is from Michigan. So this particular region, normally you pick grapes sooner than later because of the weather. So a lot of times the wines here in the Midwest will be more herbal, if you will. Um, there will be a different taste, sometimes more pungent, but it's going to be different than in, let's say, California, where you have plenty of time, you have great weather, takes right. its time, right? Um, so I wanted a reasoning that really had this sense of a top note of grapefruit, uh, a little lemon zest, something just really yummy. Now, mind you, I am a dry lover, true and true. I like to cut my wine with a knife. I like it so dry. But <laughs> I love my Riesling. It's so good and refreshing. So, again, with my winemaking process, it goes 12 years back. Um, with me deciding exactly who I wanted to source from, how I wanted the flavor profile to be, um, what I wanted to speak to within the bottle, and actually from year to year, balancing the wine. Because a lot of wines, depending on what happened, the stars, the sun, the moon, the rain, it changes from year to year. You can have the exact same piece of land, and it tastes different from year to year. So it's a fun time um, around harvest because I'm actually driving to the vineyards, I'm flying to the vineyards, and I'm actually, again, doing these sugar trials and deciding how we're going to have it in the tank. Um, the, I do all steel tanks, um, except for my Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, which I soak in oak chips for about a year. Um, so it has this amazing tobacco-ish uh, kind of flavor behind it. Um, and again, things change from year to year. And what's so great is being a negociant, I can source from around the world. So I actually just received a Sauvignon Blanc in from Chile that was sitting in the middle of water for like two months finally hit the port of Oakland and the trucks are picking it up and they're shooting out to all these states. So my Sauvignon Blanc called Be the Light, which Ooh. was in honor of Amanda Gorman, uh, who's the great poet. Um, that is going to be hitting the Myers stores in a matter of weeks. So um, I'm so excited. So that's the, again, the short story. I can talk wine all day, um, but it's, it's a long process. It's hard. It's not easy. Um, and I always tell people who say, well, Krishan, I want to have my own wine brand. I say, good luck. I want you, because you got to take your time. <laughs> and I don't say that in a mean way. I say it in a way that it's not as sexy as it looks. 
it's not yeah. as sexy as it's a lot of work it's a lot of work and you could end up and before and I won't talk too much because I can go on forever it's, it's one of those things where I think of that mixtape right let's say you're a great artist and you have a mixtape out and you are the best singer the best rapper please I lived in New York in the 90s and I used to hear group home and all the most amazing rappers ever right but a lot of them didn't take off right because they didn't have marketing behind them right so you can be you can have amazing wines but you also have to know how to market it it has to get out there it has to be distributed there's a three-tier process there's a lot that, that goes on so i always say yeah if you want to start your wine brand just know it's not sexy it's a lot of hard work and us black owned wineries now and wine owners we need your help more than anything so instead of coming out with a brand help us and let's lift each other up for sure. I, and I, I only have one more question because- You can have more than one I, more. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I mean, me personally, I- um, You're the co-host for today. <laughs> I'm, I'm very fascinated about this idea of, on the business side, scale versus scarcity, right? Yes. So where you could have done like a, a, a small run and tried to have like, this, this quality that will command a price point where you can profit, but you can't do a lot of it. Or you could say, you know what, I'm going to jump in the fray, take on the, the, you know, the big boys and the big houses, and I'm going to make a quality product for the masses that is accessible at a price point that people aren't backing away from, right? And like, that's, that's probably the toughest decision you have to make on the, on the business front before you start, before you even think about labels or naming or anything else. So how did that process work for you in terms of saying, I'm going to go into the, the lion's den and, and, you know, come out, you know, with, with food in my mouth. Right. The hardest side. Um, really it is, I kid you not, it's having that sales and marketing background. There's a lot of negotiants, winemakers, vineyard owners that are way better than me, way better at the craft than I am. However, I always had the marketing skills. So sometimes it's that artist that's sensitive about their bleep, <laughs> and then there's the marketer. So remember, I kind of tell you that, that mixtape versus out to the right. masses? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of those skill sets that I always had. I am more comfortable talking in front of a thousand people than I am one-on-one. -on -one. I get nervous one-on-one. Mm -hmm. -on -one. But tell me, say, Krishan, you got 30 minutes to talk to these people. Here's a whole luncheon full of people. I'm going to have them crying or laughing by the time I'm done. So I've seen it. She's, <laughs> she's really real about that. That's what I do. That's my skill set. They always say, stay in your lane, right? That's my lane. So to answer your question, because I knew that was my lane, I knew when it came to sales, uh, when it came to talking to buyers, when it came to talking to the, the gatekeepers, I had the gift of gab. So I'm like, okay. I'd rather get out to who I've dealt with and I've, who I've wanted to, that kind of that niche, right? What I knew was missing. I knew I wanted to cater to them. And I knew who them was being in the sales side. Them was, again, that wine novice, the person who's not going to sit in a sommelier class, who just wants to enjoy great wine. Right. They got plenty of money. They just want to enjoy great wine. And I knew what that meant. That meant hitting the shelf between 11 and $16. Because I knew sales, I knew marketing, I know numbers. I'm going to hit that sweet spot to where if you have a $20 bill, you can buy a bottle of Love Cork Strip. 
that if you got a 20, if you got to break that second 20, you may not be as apt, right? I didn't yes. know that. <laughs> so it was one of those things. So I said, I wanted to hit the masses. I wanted to use my gift to gab. And for me being a Chicago girl, it really was getting out there. Um, the West Coast has this wonderful ability to do small batch and make it $60 a bottle and nurture it and be there. Krishan got to fly out, drive out. I got to go find it, <laughs> source it. Um, and so when I'm doing it, I'm trying to do as much as possible with a small window of time, especially because of our weather out here um, in the Midwest and in Michigan, especially. So it was a mixture of a lot of things. And I know that's a long way of answering the question, but I knew what, where, what was missing and I wanted to, uh, to get it. So I say that to people out there, definitely winemakers out there, people in industry, stay being you and true to you. Because when you start going elsewhere because somebody told you to, you're going to have what I used to tell beauticians. You're going to have a pet shop with selling purses in there and you're a beauty shop and you got, and you do taxes and you like, no, now you're spreading yourself <laughs> and it's too much. Do exactly what you're great at. And that's if so that's selling to a hundred people at a thousand dollars a bottle, you gonna make just as much money as yeah. me selling to masses at 1199 a yeah. bottle. Yeah. That's so important. Oh, um, yeah. Truer about like hair salons who have all this extra stuff and don't do good hair because I've been there sense. and now I don't I can't if you got if you sell the purses at your front I'm not coming to your salon because what you're doing is covering up because these edges need to be protected <laughs> um, and I think that people get confused with the the word diversify. I think people really took it the wrong way when they're thinking, okay, I have to put my money in many different pots or I have to do many different things. Yes, however, it has to make sense. I sell candles, but oh, they're wine scented. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I when people smell like what I'm drinking. Think about that. I'm setting, what did I say in the beginning? A, a mood. Exactly. You you it has to pair. It has to make sense. Yeah, I'm not trying make. to get a fake Birkin in my edges. And get my hair did. Right. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It so doesn't I, work. That's all I say. When people think, when you think diversify, y'all, people out there, when you think about diversifying, still it has to make sense to who you are. People are going to get confused. You can't have five different business cards. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That just blew my mind. We put it in the context. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. Uh, to all the hairstylists out there, I, we love you, however, comma, yes, because that's why I'm at the hairstyles I'm at now. I don't care what he costs, I will pay it because right? he's not going to do all this. He's not going to have no incense. He ain't going right. to have no DHS. It's going to be me. No, no bootleg purses. <laughs> he is not going to have no socks. He is not going to have jewelry. He is like, I'm here to protect your edges. Right. I'm not here to knock beauticians, but but I think that that is the best analogy to use it when, when saying you're just, you're doing a little too much. And again, I want you all to be successful in what you do. However, sometimes you got to focus. And when you focus, now he will sell you a bonnet. Oh, yes. Sell, exactly. Sell me all the bonnet. He'll sell you a hairscarf. Exactly. I'm walking out with stuff that makes sense because I believe you. It's all about believing you. So when I'm selling a corkscrew, when I'm selling a candle with the bottle of wine, they're like, we believe you, Krishan, because this is what you do. 
But if I came with something else that, that made absolutely no sense, they'd be like, huh? What happened to the wine? I thought you're the wine lady. You need to stay the wine lady. And that's what, that's exactly. I think people so, get it. <laughs> okay, so with these candles, I love candles. I, I love candles. What, what, what these candles smell like? <laughs> so, funny story. So when I used to be, and this is years ago, and, okay. and God is amazing. When I used to be in stores, actually doing the tastings myself. So I was in the grocery stores myself with my little table. And, and pouring wine for everyone. And me being that salesperson, a lot of people will walk by and say, oh, no, I don't, I don't drink wine. You know, I, oh, but, and they'll stop and they'll feel bad. And they're like, oh, you know what? But and my sister does. So let me take this bottle here, right? So eventually I said to myself, for all those people that don't drink wine, there's a lot of fans of mine that do not drink at all. So I said, uh-huh, uh-huh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Wine-scented candles, because who the heck does not like candles? So, kid you not, when I create the candles, I said to myself, every wine I can't create will be a candle. I, I didn't do a Merlot. I didn't do a Chardonnay. I didn't do a White Zinfandel. Those all became the scents of my candles. Smart. Made perfect sense. You say Colin? No, no, you smart. You, you are smart. I, I, I feel that. I felt that. Right? <laughs> that was, that's, yeah. It just made <laughs> sense. And next yeah. thing you know, I in Target.com, I've sold over 5,000 candles to the day. So again, it just has to make sense. It has to make sense. And if it don't make money, it don't make no sense. So it just made sense. And again, I wanted to bring a mood, a tone. <laughs> I always say I want to attract all five senses. And I do that with Love Corkscrew products. And Candle was one of them. That's it. OK, so I'm going to ask you a question. And this is bias. He's going to get some more wine because this is good. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. If you had to have one last scent and one last wine, what would it be? Oh, God. Out of Love Corkscrew products, of course? Oh, of course. <laughs> only, only Love Corkscrew okay. products. But actually, no. Actually, I'm going to tell you both. I'm going to tell you two things. So okay, um, okay. out of sense of the candles, my number one seller is the perfect man. The perfect man the perfect candle. Man? I, but it's called the perfect man. I cannot keep that candle in. Going to your website It right smells now. like the perfect man. It's just amazing. It's an amazing scent. So that is my favorite scent. And definitely my Cabernet Somme, y'all, y'all. And I don't say that just to say that. Funny, they always say, don't drink your product, right? Don't, don't, um, what don't do they get? Somebody your own supply. Your supply. However, if oh. I am short on wine, on other wine that I have in the house, I will drink my Cabernet Sauvignon because um, it's absolutely delicious. It's so fruit forward and luscious and scrumptious and easy. The easy, simple, dry cab to drink that you don't have to pair it with anything. So I literally would light a perfect man candle and drink my Cabernet Sauvignon, and that's just a sexy move. I will I mean, say, love corkscrew, baby. I mean, <laughs> I, but I, everybody always asks my favorite wine outside of love corkscrew. Um, and actually, I'll be going there uh, in May. I go to Napa a lot. Um, I would say uh, Stag's Leap, their Camus. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, I, uh, Camus. Oh, my God, or Camus. Um, it's just un believable <laughs> it's ridiculously expensive and dumb and ridiculous but when i go there i do flights um and it's just it's luscious. worth it it's luscious it's luscious so that's my favorite okay 
because I was not expecting this, and you know, I knew he's single. So this perfect man, what is that like? The perfect man. <laughs> Wait, and this is what's so awesome. So men buy it because when they're entertaining at home, they light it. The man cage. And the ladies like love amazing. Single women buy it because they're like, you know what? This feels good because this is all I need. This is my perfect man right here. <laughs> Couples enjoy, like, it's, everyone loves the perfect man. And so funny, I was walking down the aisle in Target one day, and I was, I didn't, I don't, I never act like I own product when I'm around it. So it's literally a whole shelf of, of the candles. And then these two young ladies, two beautiful ladies, you can tell they're probably college aides, they grab the candle and they just grab it like, ooh. <laughs> they smell like the perfect man <laughs> and I started laughing and yeah they took two <laughs> listen I'm about to order a case tonight alright <laughs> alright y'all go to Target go to yes. the website yes. order this order yes. order, okay, order. I need my, all of my life <laughs> no you never skip the candle aisle in Target I don't never, know if you ever noticed when, when we as women go to Target, we have I certain aisles we hit. Yeah. Um, and we'll be like, oh, I'm just getting toilet paper. But we come out with like $700 worth of stuff. Uh -huh. Because one, we hit that good old candle aisle. And there's like, <laughs> we're screwed. Um, right there. Right there. Right there. And you just see women like, I do. I am one of those women that's in the candle aisle. Like, uh, yeah, that's me. That's me too. That's, that's me too. <laughs> I just have moments. <laughs> Go do that tomorrow. Yes. Good old Good Friday for the Lord when he gets put in the, in the tomb. You know, yes. Go some candles. Yes. I'm the light for you. in the candle yes. aisle for Jesus tomorrow. Man, I love it. And, and I, I always have, they're all around me. I have so many candles because uh, when my guy said one day, he's like, wait, you just want a free candle from, it was like a bridal shower or something I was at. He's like, really, Krishan? G give it away. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I do have like 200 candles at home. <laughs> Listen, you can never have enough candles. You ever, can't. Ever. You can never have enough. Okay, so I, okay, this is like one of my final little like quirky questions. You're on a desert island. You find the man of your dreams. He's like, I never tasted wine before. Mm hmm. What wine are you gonna serve him from Love Corkscrew? Riesling. Uh, it's literally known, like sommeliers say, there'll be 99 sommeliers with 100 different answers. However, if when in doubt, always Riesling, always. Riesling is the easiest um, to pair because of the acidity, right? And it goes with almost everything, if not everything. And when a wine drinker is young, young in flavor profile, um, they tend to like something a little sweeter. However, I don't want someone to start with something that's overtly sweet. That is a certain flavor profile, and that's fine to each its own. However, if I'm going to give someone something right away, and they've never tasted wine, and on a desert island, definitely the reasoning, it's refreshing. Anything that's acidic and, and citrus is always going to be juicy and refreshing. And that's how someone should come into the wine world, um, enjoying. And then your palate will split in two, right? It will either go to sweeter, like, oh, that's not sweet enough. I think I want a little sweeter. Or it's going to go like, you know, that's nice, but I think I want to go a little drier. So it's the perfect middle. Listen, you just, you've given so many gems. I think you should do a book 
next of like people are saying single lady like <laughs> get them girl like that's the title look love course crew get them girl like because <laughs> i mean like you get take the one time get them girl yeah but that has to be an o get them um, yeah. It has to be an O in there. So, so everyone that knows with Love Quirk True, the heart always replaces an O. Yeah, a heart always replaces the O. So, there okay, you go. So, get them, girl. Don't have yeah, I don't think that's going to work. I don't think it's going to work. So, we cool. figure a way get back to me. Get back to me on that. Go get them, girl. There you go. Yeah, no. But get back to me. Think of some other. <laughs> and let me know. <laughs> But do it, girl. Okay. Yeah, no, no. But let me know. <laughs> we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna work on this book time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Take your do, time. Take yes. your time. <laughs> the, the steps to love corkscrew. There we go. The three easy ways to love cork and screw. There we well, go. Well, a great easy way, and I'm gonna give it to your listeners out there, is a discount code. So for any of your listeners out there, by all means, when you go to lovecorkscrew.com, use discount code love. And you'll get a nice little sizable discount. So I just want to tell your listeners out there that want to enjoy Love Corkscrew, especially if you can't find it um, in your area, which most of you probably can. But if you can't, uh, by all means, go on the website and use discount code LOVE. Uh, guess who's about to go get that perfect man candle? <laughs> it is on there. It is on there. Yeah. It will ship right away. And last, I got to tell one more thing. And it's so funny. I can't believe I haven't said it because um, it's such, it means so much to my heart. Um, so, and actually, and this is a little bit of, of uh, the question that you asked me about um, making for the masses versus small reserve. Um, I have a new line out when I said, told you Love Corkscrew speaks to you. I decided to create a reserve line that spoke to me. Uh, and it was based on my lineage, heritage, and doing something that's going to be just that passes on from generation to generation. So I decided to create a reserve line called the Lampley. Lampley, which is my last name. And it was in honor of my family. And on each bottle, you'll see a picture of my mother or my grandparents or my father. And it's just leaving a legacy. And that's what I wanted to do. And so the Lampley, my first one out is an amazing demisec from Healdsburg, uh, which is one of the best areas in the entire country uh, for grapes. And I did this beautiful demisec and it has my mother on there. So it's Mother's Day time, so I also want to extend people to use the discount code MOM. And when they look for my demisec on the Love Corkscrew site, you'll see it under Lampley. So click on Lampley. Or they can go to a separate website called thelampley.com. That's L-A-M-P-L-E-Y.com, thelampley.com. And they will see it. And, uh, again, it's just in honor of my mom. It's absolutely amazing. It's delicious. It made me cry when I first um, tasted it so that tells you how special and true it is to me so that was for me that was for me so I'm going to be sourcing from around the country my next stop is South Africa um, so I'm going to be uh, sourcing either a Chenin Blanc or a Pinotage um, there and I think somebody asked is it in stores no the Lampley is not in stores the Lampley is only on the website on lovecorkstreet.com under Lampley um, but uh, I'm su super excited. I'm going to be sourcing from South Africa soon. So hopefully I'll be making a trip very soon. Um, and also I'm going to be bringing in some from Italy. So uh, it is my dream to travel the world and, and it's happening. And just everyone know your dreams do come true. Just keep working hard. 
Okay, so I'm coming with you to South Africa, one. <laughs> yes. Uh, two, I'm so thankful for you leaving this legacy because I think that's so important for us. And, you know, we as Black people, I feel like we, we are starting to do that. I don't think we were doing it as, as much prior, prior generations. So I'm so happy to hear that you're doing that for your family and leaving a mark on this planet for your family. So others know the amazingness of your, your generation. So thank you for that. Because uh, I'm about to go to the Lampy uh, website order some. Yes. And I'll be in Chicago next week, so I'll see you. <laughs> oh, next just, week. yeah, you'll pick up some here. But, yeah, mm -hmm. really the Lampy yeah, is pretty special. And, wait, I'm going to say it now. I normally don't talk Christ here. I never talk Christ on, on camera, period. But I'll tell people, understand my uh, demisex for the Lampy is normally $40 a bottle. If you guys use the discount code MOM, it's bringing it down to $25 a bottle. And that's does not happen. I'm selling it just fine as 40, but I'm doing that for Mother's Day. So by all means, anyone who wants to You want to buy your mama some wine. It's <laughs> for $25. It is amazing, amazing demisex in California. Oh, it's delicious. It's delicious. I'm, uh, I'm putting my, <laughs> my mark on the case. Right? <laughs> right? Discount mom. South Africa group chat. <laughs> I might try you know what I'm gonna put just so everybody knows I'm gonna put the website in your uh what you call it what do you call this the uh, message the, board the comments okay so you guys know um I cannot see normally without my readers on so hopefully everybody gets this right oh boom there we go okay so I put it in there <laughs> So utilize boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I don't know why I'm dancing so hard, but I was just so excited. Like, no, yeah. it's great. It's great. And thanks so much. This has been so much fun. I really appreciate uh, being on. And I can't wait to see you when you come to Chicago. Yes. I will be there on Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you, next week. So, but before you go, how can people follow you on social media? I see we have the Lampley. I know yes. loveforkscrew.com, but like on social media, how can people like find you and all those other things too? Everything is love cork screw. There's no commas, no dots in between, just love cork screw. You're going to either see my face or a heart and a screw uh, come up so you can't miss me. And actually on Instagram, uh, if you would love, I would love for you all to follow uh, the Lampley style. I always think of love corkscrew as the devil and, and the Lampley style as the angel on the shoulder because it, it's my heart lineage and legacy and love corkscrew is for you and fun and edgy. Um, so please follow me also on Instagram at the Lampley style. So yes. it's love corkscrew oh. and the Lampley style. Wait, and, and shout out to you because you have two, well, you have a lot of major things, but actually I'll just go to one. Um, you recently were featured on one of the amazing Hulu television shows. Yes. Woke. Yes. So yes. that is amazing. <laughs> it so I just want to shout you out for being on Woke. Uh, Unbelievable. You know, one of our homeboys is on it from Chicago. So I was floored. And I watched the show. And I just remember a year ago, sending them bottles of love corkscrew and honestly i forgot about it uh, but anytime a production company especially that large asks for it and i don't have to pay you kidding me heck yeah take my take my bottles take my bottles <laughs> and i was watching the first episode where they featured um one of the characters was writing an article about wine and they featured a lot of the wines there but my label wasn't you know turned to front i was like oh darn you know kind of like i didn't make it 
And then I watched the next episode and I'm like, what? She was like, <laughs> like holding the bottle slowly. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Rotated that thing for you. <laughs> I was like, won't he do it? So it was unbelievable. Yes, it was featured my Pinot Grigio, Good Times, Good Friends on Woke. It's on episode five of season two. And that was just amazing. And Hulu, uh, when I posted it, Hulu liked my post. Some of the uh, characters liked my post, and that was cool to have Hulu uh, look and, and comment on Love Quirks Juice page. That was pretty cool. So if, I, I'm trying to make sure T. Murph is in town next week because uh, he's also from Chicago, too, and he went to wow. SIU with me. So I'm not uh-huh. sure if he's in town. And yes. Magnificent Mel, she went to SIU with my best friend, uh, who just posted right now. Um, we are cool with him, so we're going to try to see and make sure Please. we Please, that would be so cool, because that was just too awesome to be on that show, and that's perfect show. It's the perfect show to have Love Corks through, perfect alignment with the brand, and I loved the scene and the way she drank it. It was just perfect. It was perfect. Yes. <laughs> All right, Krishan. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you to our special co-host, Eric. <laughs> we appreciate you all, and we cannot wait to, you know, see more of Love Corks through. Hopefully, people are out there love corking and screwing uh, yes. and doing all the amazing things and purchasing some amazing lovely as well. Going to lovely.com uh, website as well. So, yes. more to come. Use the codes, uh, and, and we are going to make sure you have those. So, it's going to be posted on YouTube, Facebook, and also we're going to live stream it again. So, a re, a, what do you call it? A recast of this episode, re airing a re- world for you. Uh, on YouTube and on Facebook on Monday. So it, tell your friends, tell your mamas, hide your, hide your kids, hide your wives, all that thing. And let them know on Monday that they can watch this again. So cheers. cheers. And thank you, Krishan, for all My you pleasure. And making sure our lives are amazing. Don't wait cheers, till cheers. May and have your mama's gift be late. Don't wait till May and let your mama's gift be late. Oh. Man, y'all better get these gifts now. <laughs> Love, of course, crew. Lampy. <laughs> Thanks, Krishan. Bye. Bye.